<clears throat> one fellow called me up. He said, can you go visit my uncle? He's at St. Francis in Bellingham, and he's got cancer real bad. He's going to pass away, and uh, I want you to go talk to him. I said, I'll be glad to right away. I turned up, I uh, put the phone down, and I went that day, and I, I went and saw him. And he was there in his deathbed. He was about to say goodbye because at St. Francis, that's, that's hospice, if you know what hospice is. That's where they say goodbye to people. And so he's there. He said, who are you? I said, well, your uh, nephew, or I think it was a nephew, called from out of state and wanted me to come and say hi to you. I'm Pastor Shaver, and just want to know um, how you're doing, and I just want to uh, ask you a few questions about if this illness, if it, if it takes your life, do you know for sure you're going to go to heaven? He said, well, I haven't been the best student, but I have received Christ as my Savior. That was good news. That was real good news. And he did pass away a couple days later. But before he passed away, I got to call the, the nephew, and I said, your, your uncle, he said he's received Christ as his Savior. He doesn't have any doubts about it. You know, that's what salvation is. It's not, it's not going to church. There's, a, there's hundreds and hundreds of different churches that going to church doesn't get you into heaven. What gets you into heaven is you have to have citizenship there. You have to have your title. Uh, just the other uh, month, we got the building paid off, went down to Chicago Title or wherever that was. And you wouldn't believe how wonderful it is to have your name, your church's name, on the paper that says, we own this place. Amen. Big responsibility, but we own it. We got the paper to show it. We got the legal document to show it. And guess what the Bible says? Whosoever's name was not found written in the book of life was cast in the lake of fire. Listen, we've got a, we've got a book where your name is written. And it's not just some strange name. It's your name, your name, my name, a believer's name. All the believers ha have citizenship in heaven. All the saved from the Old Testament are now there waiting for us. Heaven is our final destination. Look at Hebrews chapter 11, please. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 11. And verse 8 through 10. I want to show you this. This is fascinating to me. I've always been fascinated with the Bible. I'm still fascinated with it. Verse number 8 through 10 of chapter 11 of Hebrews. It says, By faith... Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out not knowing whither he went. I've never been to heaven, have you? Well, I heard somebody on the TV said that they went to heaven and came back. Well, you just got tricked then. <laughs> Number one, he didn't go to heaven if he came back. Because if you go to heaven, you ain't coming back. And if you're, if you're wanting to come back, you got something wrong with you. Amen? Amen. Except for the Lord. He's going to come back and take us. Amen. Verse 9 says, By faith <clears throat> he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him, <clears throat> of the same promise. Now, how many would say, 
<clears throat> this world's getting stranger by the day. Amen. This is not the same place as when I grew up as a kid. It's changing. This world's changing. Our country's changing. I've never felt more like a stranger in America than I do today. Lord knows what's going to happen in the next few years. I'm feeling mighty strange. I knock on somebody's door and say, hi, I'm Pastor Shaver. What do you want? Uh, I just don't want anything. just want to tell you hi and invite you to church. I already go to church. Well, where do you go? That's wonderful. Where do you go? This is my church. They, they always go like this. That ain't church. That's Whatcom County. And you don't, you know, can you imagine somebody in New York City saying, this is my church. No, you're crazy too. I'll tell you, this is New York City, buddy. You're downtown, buddy. Wake up. This world is not your home. This isn't church. I don't care if you're up at Nooksack Falls and you're up on Mount Baker and say, oh, this place is beautiful. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, God's got a lot more things that are a lot more beautiful than Mount Baker. Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I love old goat trees. I love salmon. I love whales. I think you ought to eat salmon as much as you can. <laughs> and I, 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 I love being up here, but I've also lived in other places. This world's not our home. Amen. I don't care how. I, hey, listen, if your garden's growing, God bless you. If you are happy, God bless you. If you got everything just the way you want it, God bless you. I've been working on my house. I put in a couple windows, and I'm getting to where it's like, hey, looking pretty good. And the Lord said, nah, uh, 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 watch it, watch it, watch it. Don't fall in love with this house. Right. Amen. Don't fall in love with this house. Amen. Did I say something wrong? Don't fall in love with your house. That's, right. That's not your final abode. You hear about the guy that went to heaven and Peter, he's walking him down the main thoroughfare and he says, well, I finally made it. Wow, this is awesome. Look at all this. This is great. The mansions on this side and mansions on that side. <clears throat> and he says, this is awesome. I can't believe I'm here. This is great. And Peter said, come on down. I'm going to show you where you live. He goes, are you, going to, are you going to take me to my house? He said, yeah. And, and as they're walking down the street, he said, who lives there? He goes, that's the Apostle Paul's house. And he went, wow, this is amazing. And a while a little farther, he said, who lives over there? Oh, that's Moses' house. Whoa. Oh, my goodness, this is amazing. And he was just flabbergasted. And they went down to the end. And uh, they found this little shack. It was clean, but it was a shack. And he goes, who lives there? <clears throat> and, uh, and, and Peter said, uh, that's your house. He says, what? 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 How come there's nothing there? He goes, well, that's all you sent up for us to build with. <laughs> Lay not your treasures up on earth. You keep them up there. Amen. You, you might have a little, I don't know, that, that's an unscriptural joke, okay? All right, don't get mad at me. That, that's not in the Bible. All right. But it gives a point where, hey, let's, let's invest. Let's invest in heaven. You might, you might not have much down here, but you could be one wealthy individual. The Bible tells us that 
Abraham looked for a city. Look at verse 10. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. And you know what happened? Abraham died and went to heaven. Did you know that? And guess what he found? He found his city. He found that country he was looking for. He's not a stranger anymore. He dwelled in uh, all kinds of areas and tents, and they had all kinds of problems. And you know we will too. I don't know what's coming down the historical pike. It doesn't matter to me. God's going to take care of us. Amen. He always does. He always will. So you have three heavens. <clears throat> and this morning, I want to tell you about just three real quick. Let's go to Genesis chapter number one. <clears throat> you have here in, in, in the Bible an explanation <clears throat> of three different kinds of heaven. And so we'll just touch on that today and, and we'll head out. But I want you to know your home is waiting for you. I don't know what it looks like, but the Bible says you're supposed to rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven. And uh, the Bible does say that in my father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. It's a real place. I, I'd like to go there today if you don't mind. I mean, I don't want you to make me go there, but I'd like to go. Uh, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not going, it's how you get there. I'd, I'd like to go really easily. Thank you. I mean, I'd like to go in the rapture. That's, that's, that's cheating. I mean, that's good. I mean, I can't wait. That'd be the greatest way to go. But let's just ask God, to, Lord, please, please help me cheat death. I'd love to cheat death. All right, the earth's atmosphere that you see, the clouds and all the weather, that's your first uh, level of heaven. It's found in Genesis chapter number 1, verse 1 and 8. Let's go there. It says in verse 1, uh, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. So we're, not, we're talking about the earth's atmosphere and the actual earth itself. In verse 8 it says, And God called the firmament, heaven and the evening and the morning were the first day or excuse me second day <clears throat> so he has not created the stars and the moon and and all the planets yet so we know that there's the first heaven is the atmosphere secondly is found in deuteronomy chapter number one let's turn there quickly so i can give you some wonderful truth about this uh deuteronomy chapter number one and verse number 10 let's look at that we're talking about the second level the second heaven it says in verse 10 and uh, the lord your god hath multiplied you and behold ye are this day as the stars of heaven or for uh, of heaven for a multitude so there's other verses that back this up but then you have the the second heaven would be what you'd call the universe with the stars and the moon and the planets and all the asteroids and the Milky Way and oh it's it the more they take pictures up there the, the more fantastic it is it's amazing the glory of God in the second heaven which would be the universe now let's go to the third heaven though and that's important look at uh, 2nd Corinthians 
2 Corinthians chapter number 12. And the Apostle Paul makes it really plain, so there's no doubt about what we're talking about here today, this third heaven. Um, if you have a third heaven, you must also have a first and a second. Is that right? That's uh, kind of basic, but some people get choked up and they don't understand. Uh, I talked to... Uh, I talked to several people, and uh, I think it was a Jehovah's Witness or something. He said, Aren't you, don't you want to go to heaven? I think his comment was, I don't want to go to that. I don't want to go to heaven. And, uh, you know, their doctrine says that the earth is going to turn into heaven and it's going to morph into heaven. That's not true. This earth is going to be destroyed. Amen. It's going to burn up, and it's going to be judged. And God said he's going to make a new heaven and a new earth. So this, this first earth, as we know, it's going to be completely changed and destroyed. Thank God for a new heaven, <clears throat> a new earth. In chapter 12, it says in verse number 2, I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell. God knoweth such a one caught up to the what? Third. So you have three separate entities number one you have the atmosphere number two you have the universe but far far above the universe in the sides of the north the bible says is heaven so where heaven where's that up that's all i know say hey hey have you ever taken a compass what in the world does a compass do it points us to the sides of the north. You say, oh, that's just because the magnetic pull of the earth. Okay, Mr. Scientist, who made the magnetic uh, field around the earth? God did. Why doesn't it point south all the time? Why doesn't it point to the equator all the time? Why does it point to the north? Because that's where God is. That's what the Bible says. The sides of the north. When Satan said, I'm, I want to be like God. I will be like the most high. I will dwell in the sides of the north. Even Satan knows where God is. Listen, we're, we're going to have a place far beyond the universe. And the Bible says that the whole entire universe will one day be rolled up like a scroll. I, there's, there's plenty to this. Science, scientists tell us a lot about the universe. I just know this. I'm not stuck in the universe. And by the way, I don't care if I'm weightless or not. I don't want to go up in a spaceship for two or $300,000 and take a ride until I float and then come back down to Earth. Whoopie-doo! That's not, you could spend that money on a lot better things than to go floating around the cab of some crazy uh, space shuttle. That, that's great. Let the, let the astronauts do that. Don't waste your money. Amen. We're going to fly away someday. Amen. The Bible says we're going to be caught up together in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Amen. I don't need to spend $200,000 on a weightless well, I'd like to lose some weight, but I mean, I, 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 I'm, I don't, I, that's the only time you're going to be weightless, pal. You might as well just face it. <laughs> that $200,000 or whatever they 
cost to do that. That's ridiculous. But let them do it. That's okay. It's free. It didn't hurt me any. I'm going to the third heaven. And if you're saved, you're going to the third heaven. Praise God. One more verse. Thank you. Daniel chapter 12. Daniel chapter 12. Here is a man in Babylon. He has gone through the the lion's uh, den. His buddies have been thrown in the fire. He's in Babylon. They tried to get him to eat all kinds of weird food, and he said, "No, we'll just take, we'll just do the Jewish diet, thanks." But I want you to see in the vat, in the in the end of his chat, in the end of his book, he said something here. I want you to see this, okay? In verse number one, it says, "And at that time, this is we're going to have to close close the service here with this. Listen closely. And at that time shall Michael stand up." The great prince, which standeth for the children of my people of thy people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there there was a nation even to that time, and at that time, thy people shall be delivered. Every one shall be found written in the book. Is your name written in the book of life? How do you know? You've received Christ as your personal savior. Your name is written in the book. He doesn't erase it. Once he saves you, he doesn't take salvation away. You're saved forever. You're a citizen. Verse 2. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And here's one to end on this morning. It says, And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever do you realize that when we go to heaven not everybody's going to be a communistic uh, same everybody is all the same like marching um, soldiers cook you know stamped with a cookie cutter we're not going to be all exactly exactly the same alike and we're going to enjoy the fruits of our labor we're going to be citizens of that of that wonderful heaven and we're going to be uh, all loving one another we won't all be the same though there's some folks that don't do anything in their life for the lord they're going to go to heaven if they're saved but there's some there's martyrs there's people that can win crowns there's people that have done great things for Jesus. There's people that have spent their whole life serving God on the mission field and died on the mission field. Their, their lives are going to be rewarded for their labor. The Bible says, be careful how you build because every man, every Christian, everybody will be given a reward according to your own labor. I'm not going to get the reward of somebody else's labor. I'm going to be rewarded for my own. You're going to be rewarded for your own. And if nobody does anything, you still get to go to heaven, but you won't be rewarded as like exactly like somebody else that spent their whole life serving God. I don't know all the answers. I'm not pretending I do. I just know that I don't want a shack when I get there. Amen. Uh, I don't think I'm going to have a shack. But I don't want, the Bible talks about a full reward. 
And don't let anybody take your Christian life away from you. That you have the life. Some people, uh, some people when they get saved, they, they burn for Jesus for a long time. Some people get saved early in life, maybe three, four years old. I know some of our children got saved when they were five. You know what? There's some people like the thief on the cross. He's, he's in heaven right now, but he just didn't have a lot of time. He wasted his whole life. God loves him. God saved him, but he wasted his whole life. He didn't live. He didn't live the way he should have. Now, should, should he get rewarded just like that missionary that spent their whole life on the field and um, some, some families have been persecuted and, and hounded and some have been sexually assaulted and some have been brutally uh, uh, tortured? Should, should, should that guy get the same reward as these? No. We all shine as different, uh, uh, different lights. Uh, we shine for the Lord. I'm just asking, shine for Jesus as much as you can. Give him glory. Give him glory all you can. And don't forget that when you die, the Bible promises you'll go to heaven. This is a wonderful truth. No, no other religion teaches this. Only, only Christianity. Only Jesus has the authority to take somebody to heaven. And I'm so glad I'm going. Aren't you glad? I don't deserve it. None of us do. But because of Jesus dying on the cross and shedding his blood, he bought, he bought us off the slave uh, market, the slave block. He took us home, took our chains off, gave us new clothes, gave us a new uh, name, and uh, took us home, put, put, put us right in his family. We belong to him. We're in the citizenship and the household of Jesus Christ. He's not ashamed to call you a brother. And because we, we all have a common father. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heaven is one of the most wonderful thoughts that I believe God could ever put in a book and describe that there'll be no need of the sun there. <clears throat> There's going to be no pain, no heat, no sorrow. Nobody's going to ever have a tear trickle down their cheek in heaven. There's not going to be one single thing there that defiles us. There'll be no temptation. That we're going to learn about God for, forever in eternity and the joys of rolling, rolling ages and ages and ages of eternity. It's going to be wonderful. And I hope that you know for sure that Jesus has, has saved you. If you're here today, let's bow our heads for prayer. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, I'm not, I'm not really sure if I'm going to go to heaven or not. Would you just pray for me? Would you slip your hand up if that's your testimony? I won't call your name, ask you to do anything. But if you are here today and you're not quite sure about your salvation and you have a doubt and you just want somebody to pray for you, would you slip your hand up? Is there anybody? All right. Let's stand together. As we do, and Jeannie begins to play, would you take time this morning to thank God for your citizenship that's waiting for you, a place to live, a family, brothers, sisters, a gold streets, jewels and rubies and diamonds and emeralds and 
all manner of beautiful stones to, to deck the streets of heaven, the gates of pearl. Each gate, the Bible says, is of one pearl. I don't know where God ever found those oysters, but those are huge. One gate, one pearl per gate. We got more to look forward to than ever, ever before. We're closer to that wonderful land than we have ever been. In the history of mankind today, we are closer to the gates of heaven than we have ever been. And I pray that the Lord would help us to walk worthy of that. Our Father, we thank you now for this wonderful truth. We thank you for salvation. We thank you for the precious holy blood of Jesus that was shed on Calvary to purchase our redemption and to purchase our, our souls, that we might not lose our souls, that Jesus has sealed us and, and given us a, a, a promise that cannot be broken. God, we thank you that we have new citizenship now and we're no more strangers and foreigners. We're not aliens from the house of God. We thank you for our friends that have come today. <clears throat> Lord, we pray that you'll bless us now. Help us, bring us back tonight rejoicing to the evening service. We thank you for this wonderful, wonderful book that we have. But we thank you more for Jesus Christ, the Son of God and our home in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.